You're listening to our weekly podcast, Getting in the Word with Stuart Guthrie. Stuart is the teaching pastor of Family Bible Fellowship of Ridgeville in Early Branch, South Carolina. We hope to grow together with you, seeking real knowledge from the truth, the Word of God. Here's Stuart. Well, good morning, everyone. I hope you're doing well today. Welcome to Getting in the Word. It's always a privilege and an honor to be together I pray that uh, you have had a great week and uh, that God is truly blessing you. And uh, we are excited as we uh, begin to dive into God's Word this morning. And this is a little change up from what we have done. And uh, my hope and my desire that as we walk through the Scripture together, that I can encourage you and maybe give you uh, a, a platform by which I believe will enhance your uh, personal uh, time in the Word of God. Um, this is a method that uh, the uh, the uh, Prof. Howard Hendricks uh, taught at Dallas Theological Seminary, and I'm sure that it came even prior to that. But it's a helpful tool, and the acronym that we will uh, use is what we call the SPECS. And so if you are interested in, in in writing that down, I would go ahead and write that down because the, the hope is, is as we read the text, um, we, we will ask the specs of each chapter. And so my objective isn't here to dive in theologically. Um, that That is certainly something that we, we do, um, but that's not the intention of this particular method uh, by which we read the Word of God and then we want to apply that Word of God to our lives. And so the way we do that is we ask it, uh, the specs of it, S-P-E-C-S. So S stands for, are there any sins to avoid? Uh, secondly, P, are there any promises to keep? Um, e, are there any examples to follow? And C, are there any commands to obey? And then the final one is S, are there any scriptures to memorize? You know, the Word of God says um, that we are to meditate. Blessed is the man who does not walk, nor stand, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor walk in the the wicked. But uh, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he shall what? Meditate. And so my, my hope is that we can meditate on the Word of God together. And um, and so I hope that that will be helpful for you. I hope it will be an encouragement to you. And so whatever we can do in the process of encouraging you to dive into the Word of God and to read the Word of God, because we, uh, we firmly believe that the Scripture is how God speaks to us today. He speaks to us through His living and active Word, through the working and the wooing of the Holy Spirit, through the working of His Word to reveal the will of God. And so my hope and my desire is that you'll be encouraged by that. Let me pray, and we'll jump right in this morning um, into the uh, reading of the book of Romans, and we'll begin with chapter 1. Father, we thank you for today, the privilege and the opportunity that we have to, to even be on this platform and to read your word. I pray that, the God, you're, you, you remind us, you say, sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is truth, and so help us to um, hear from you in your word, to read your word and to be students of your word and to and to apply the word of God to our lives, that we just don't want to read based for information, but God, we ask that you use it for transformation. And so I pray for each one here. I pray a special blessing upon them. I pray this morning for those folks in Ukraine. I pray for the missionaries that we, uh, we, we know and we support. And so, God, I just ask that you protect them and, God, give them uh, an opportunity to utilize this time in which they live to uh, exemplify Christ and to be a great hope for those in their communities. And so I pray that you will continue to provide as, as they minister to people, as they try to leave uh, the country. And so, God, I just, uh, I'm grateful for the privilege of knowing those folks and specifically Sam and Hope. And God, be with them and bless them as they are doing a great work there for your glory. Use it to draw men and women to yourself, that they might hear the gospel and they might be saved for your glory. We ask this morning, God, that you would bless our time together. Thank you for each one here. I pray protection, provision, and God, that you would continue to guide each one with us today. 
that uh, as they live out their lives, Lord, in all of the circumstances for which they find themselves, and I know everybody has circumstances, God, we ask that you would give them clarity of mind, that you would give them a, a comforted spirit, and God, that they would develop a trust for you in your provisions, in, in, in protection, and God, I ask that you go before them for your sake. And I ask these things in the precious and mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, let's begin, if you will, turning your Bibles to uh, Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, and I'm going to begin to read. Again, I'm reading from the NASB. We're going to read one chapter, and uh, then you will raise your hand, and uh, we're going to begin first with S. Are there any sins to avoid? So as we read through this chapter, I want you to consider one of those elements of the specs, sins to avoid, promises to keep, examples to follow, commands to obey, and Scripture to memorize. And so when you raise your hand, one of the admins will uh, unmute you, and you can uh, tell us one of those elements by which you see and that, uh, that, that, that encourages you. So let's begin. Paul. A bondservant of Christ Jesus, called an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through the prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Concerning his son, who was born of a descendant of David according to the flesh, who declares the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead, according to the spirit of holiness, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all Gentiles for his name's sake, among whom you are also the called of Jesus Christ. To all who are beloved of God in Rome, called as saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, because of your faith is being proclaimed throughout the whole world. For God, whom I serve in my spirit in the preaching of the gospel of his Son, is my witness as to how unceasingly I make mention of you, always in my prayers, making requests, if perhaps now, at least by the will of God, I may succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, so that I may impart some spiritual gift to you, that you may be established, that is, that I may be encouraged together with you while among you, each of us, by the other's faith, both yours and mine. I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that oft, often I plan to come to you, as I have been prevented so far, so that I may obtain some fruit among you also, even as among the rest of the Gentiles. I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and foolish. So for my part, I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also the Greek. For in it all the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his divine power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations. Their foolish 
hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and of four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them over to the lust of their hearts, to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and they worshiped and served the creature rather than the Creator, whom is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them over to degrading passions, For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way also the men abandoned their natural functions of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. And just as they did not seem fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do the things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, strife, murder, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, ignorant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, Without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful, and although they know the ordinances of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but they also give hearty approval to those who practice them. Thus ends the reading of Romans chapter 1. Well, at this time, there's a lot of text there and certainly a lot of depth of theology and doctrine and all of these other wonderful aspects of Romans chapter 1. But let's go ahead and open the floor. And if you have a question, go ahead and raise your hand. Again, the acronym is SPECS, S-P-E-C-S. Are there sins to avoid? Are there promises to keep, examples to follow, commands to obey? and Scripture to memorize. So what are some of those that you may notice? And you go ahead and and raise your hand, and we'll let you have at it. Anybody? All right. How about a sin to avoid? Well, there's plenty of those. I got that one. (laughs) Go, Go ahead, share. Okay, well, those sins to avoid, as the end there you were doing, um, Malice, evil, covetousness, mm. envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, gossip, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Whoa. There's a slew of them. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And it is so easy in our day to fall into any one of these. And I, I, I certainly believe that uh, we are living in a day when these are rampant. Um, yeah, so there are plenty of sins to avoid, even just as he wrapped up almost uh, chapter 1. Um, the consequences of our unbelief result in that which we see as sinful. Yeah, so we, we need to make sure that we avoid such things as those. Um wickedness, greed. How easy is it for us to be greedy? How easy is it for us to uh, be full of envy, murder? I mean, Jesus said, if you hate your brother, you're a murderer, right? Um, Strife. Boy, do, do, do we live in a day that likes strife? I mean, it doesn't take just a minute to stroll through some of these chat rooms, and it's like they enjoy strife. They want strife. They want these things to be unfolded. And God has ultimately given them over to a depraved mind so that they accomplish these things. And so, yeah, they're certainly a a reality in which we see sin there. Anything else you see? Sin to avoid, promises to keep, examples to follow, commands to obey. Go ahead, uh, Linda. Somebody will unmute 
Linda there? Good morning, Linda. How are you doing? Hit the little button down there. Make sure it's green so we can hear you. If it's blue, you're still muted. Are you with us, Linda? Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you and I can see you. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I, I wanted to say that um, going back to um, the beginning, like where it talks about the wrath of God being hmm. revealed, yeah. that um, the first sin is pride. Hmm that God put it in us that we can find him. We can know him. He put it in us, but we rejected him. We suppressing the truth that God has revealed um, in our hearts about him. So um, I think pride is, is probably the first thing in that gives life to all the other sins. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We see certainly that in the, in this text, that uh, the the beginning of it all, right? The the fact of unbelief and and that the reality of uh, of this is rooted in pride. Unbelief is rooted in pride. That which is known about God, He has made evident to them that they must actually, in order to reject God, actually deny what they know to be true. That is pride. Right, and we're all we're all very capable of falling into that. You know, I can't help but think that, you know, uh, when 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 we do something that's wrong or sinful, um, it's so easy for us to try to justify it and to and to uh, cover it up, so to speak. But in reality, I think what we ought to do is be humble and uh, repent and ask God to forgive us, and then ask those whom we've offended to forgive us as well. And so, yes, great, great point, Linda, um, for which we see there in the beginning uh, of verse 18, in which the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. Good. Anybody else? Promises to keep, examples to follow, uh, sins to avoid, um, commands to obey. Go ahead, Ken, and then uh, Vicki next. Good morning, Ken. How are you, friend? You're uh, you're up. Go ahead. Yes, sir. I can hear you now. Go. How are you doing this morning? I'm going. I'm looking over verse 21. Okay. Would be I would think the ultimate sin against the first commandment, but uh, because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but in because vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Amen. Yeah, certainly we see that unfolding um, in which they reject God, right? Good, good point. Yeah, there's, there's a, lot of, uh, a lot of sins to avoid in chapter 1, isn't there? I mean, we, 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 we just keep going on and on and on. And the, and, and the beauty of this and the whole purpose we do this is so that we can evaluate our own lives. We can ask God to protect us from falling into these very same traps that we see here. Listen, it's one thing. If you know the enemy's play, then it allows you to head off what's coming. If you're not prepared for what the playbook of the enemy is, then certainly we can be sideswiped by it. But when we understand and we come to the reality of what sin is, then we can then we can acknowledge that that is sin, and then make sure that we stay far away. So good. I think Vicky was next. Go ahead, Vicky. Good morning. Well, good morning. I thought for the scripture to memorize would be one of, uh, for it is the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. 
Yeah, it's a great passage of Scripture to memorize because it's a great evangelism tool as well. You know, um, if you even rewind a little bit, I think uh, verse 16 uh, is also in, important to uh, in, add into that. And, yeah, great point. Um, because when we evangelize, we, we, we want people because, um, you know, people say, well, I'm an atheist or whatever the case may be. And, and if, we've, if we've memorized this, we can always go to Romans chapter 1. And we can say, well, God has made it evident to them and so that they are without excuse. So I think it's a great passage to memorize. Great, great, great insight, Vicki. Thank you. Um, anybody else? Hey, sweetie. Hold on a second. Hey. I'm here um, with all the boys. And okay. Hey, guys. Something he wanted to share. Paul is a Pasha and bondservant of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. That, that was his example to follow. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, what, a, what a great example to follow. You know, Paul later in the Bible says, be as me. Like, I'm an example for you to follow. And I always thought, like, you know, man, I don't think I would feel comfortable telling people, follow me. But Paul was an apostle. He was a bondservant of Jesus Christ. And and I think we too, um, and I believe that was Asa, um, Asa, great, great example uh, to follow, that we should be like Paul, a bondservant of Christ, meaning we are not Lord of our lives, but that Christ is Lord of our lives, and that we are slaves no longer to unrighteousness, which we see in the latter part of Romans chapter 1, but rather today as a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, we are slaves to righteousness. And that's why we see uh, what uh, uh, Vicki had just mentioned, what a great memorization verse. So good job, Asa. That's a great uh, example to follow is in that the Apostle Paul was a bond servant for Christ, um, a doulos, a slave of Jesus Christ. Anybody else? Sins to avoid, promises to keep, examples to follow. Um, go ahead, Monica. You with us? You good, Monica? Yeah, I'm here. There we Sorry. go. You're good. No, it's, it takes a minute to get everything unmuted and such. Go ahead. No, I was just so excited about sharing the verse. I didn't even think about pushing a button because I keep thinking everyone's here in my room. And we just <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, anyway, um, commands are memorized. I mean, some of them can intertwine all together you can be yeah. an example and have a command and memorize all in one thing so i like for i am not ashamed of the gospel of christ i mean that's just so powerful and it's the power of god to salvation for everyone who believes mm. and i just that's just so commanding you can obey it you can memorize it and it'll be easy to follow if you memorize it mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's great. I think that every every believer should have Romans one sixteen memorized. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek. Beautiful passage of Scripture. It is certainly a command to obey. First uh, Thessalonians two eight nine reminds us that God is dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey what the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And here, what we learn is that it is the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection for which is the power to save. And so, what better verse to memorize? What better command to obey? And what better example to follow? And what better scripture to memorize? So. Yeah, Monica, great verse, great reminder of how those all seem to intertwine in this. I mean, certainly we want to be, as Paul, not ashamed of the gospel. He certainly was not ashamed. He would go and he would go into the communities and proclaim the gospel even if it cost him his life. As he was stoned and left for dead, he was faithful. Why? Because he ultimately was not ashamed of the gospel, and we too 
ought to not be ashamed of the gospel. And that's why I always say go be awkward because, listen, the reality is is when you go into your highways and byways and you, uh, you know, pro- proclaim the gospel to somebody, it can be quite awkward. And so, yeah, great insight, Monica. Thank you for that. Anybody else this morning? Any sins to avoid, promises to keep, examples to follow, um, scriptures to memorize, go for it. Raise your hand and we'll unmute you and you can have at it. Love to hear from you. Lots here. Good morning, Pastor. I can jump in here. Yeah, Michael, go ahead, buddy. How are you? I'm good. Good. I want. I want to. you hot, Mike. Piggyback on on what my uh, on what my little buddy Asa uh, brought up because I I started to think of the bond servant and and the example in that and that you know we hear bond servant or slave and we automatically think held against your will but it, but that's not it at all it's a completely voluntary uh, giving you're giving yourself over as as a bond servant. Um, and that form that that I thought of that and the, the dedication that that takes, and and uh, you know it just it resonates with me in a big way. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right on. Yeah, because historically speaking, in in the culture, a slave would have been like you said, someone who was under uh, under captivity um, outside of their desire, but what. Paul emphasizes, like you say, is is the the voluntary engagement and in, in submitting yourself to Christ as His servant, and it's such a beautiful picture of of how we should follow in those examples. Good, thank you, Michael. Um, anybody else? And if you got if you if you've already answered and you want to answer again, go for it. And Gideon, you can jump in anytime you want as well. I have another pastor. Yeah, go ahead, Vicky. So, especially with uh, in today's time, I would say to more than ever to keep our eyes, well, we always do, but to keep our eyes focused on Jesus, uh, because it says here, professing to the wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds, four-footed animals, and crawling creatures. Hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's a, you know, there is a, if you, if you really think about it, there is a progression. And I just preached this sermon on this passage of Scripture. I think it was a 18 to, to a 32 um, just recently in regards to the C4 bill that was passed in Canada and to kind of know that and to warn the people that it's coming our way and what we are experiencing um, is, is, is unfolding before our eyes this very chapter. If there is ever a time in which Romans 1, 18 to 32 is relevant, it is today. I mean, it's always been relevant, but it, it certainly is, is, is relevant for today. It's an unhidden reality. But here, as you explained, is this progression right in in this great exchange for that which is good for that which is not necessarily good and they exchange the glory of the incorruptible god that that means that god is not corruptible he is perfect he is he is loving he's compassionate he's gracious he's the character of god is is incorruptible it means it's it's not not able to be corrupt and they've exchanged that for the image Right in the form of corruptible man, so they they worship men. You, you listen. We live in a day when people worship individuals. They may not come out and say, "Yeah, hey, I worship so and so," but they will do. They will say. They will whatever that individual does. They will they're they're on board whether it's right or whether it's wrong. They don't they don't in challenge it. They don't. 
uh, throw it up against the Word of God. It, it is a day in which we have superstar pastors, superstar celebrity, celebrities, and if we are not careful, we will be like this and idolize mankind when in reality the Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that there is none righteous, no, not one. And so we need to make sure that we, like this, don't exchange the the glory of the incorruptible God for the form of corruptible man. And then you see the progression of men, of birds, of four-footed animals, and even to the smallest creeping and crawling creature. And so we we had uh, met a gentleman this week named Van Cat, and he come out of a, a background in which um, Hinduism and uh, plurality of gods pretty much worship everything in his younger years. And uh, we can see this unfolding in, in the possibility of, of making everything a god. And whether we do it intentionally or unintentionally like that, to that extent, I think we have, if we're not careful, we can idolize money. We can idolize fame. We can idolize our family, our children. We can idolize pretty much anything that God has made for good. We can take that which is good and misuse it and make it bad. And so, yeah, great point, great point. Anybody else? Go ahead, raise your hand. We'll unmute you. Any things that you see here within Romans chapter 1 in which you see sins to avoid, promises to keep, examples to follow, commands to obey, and scriptures to memorize? Pastor, I just want to say that uh, coincidentally, I'm preaching from that section this Sunday in our church. Oh, wonderful. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but also I just wanted to... It's a good passage where you're counseling someone who is involved in homosexuality or lesbianism. Um, a lot of people, psychologists, will tell you that uh, those who are, have these tendencies, they were born with that sin. But that's not true. It is from this passage that because they suppressed the truth, God gave them away. I think it's in verse number, 20, verse number 26. And so it's a good passage for counseling. Uh, those that are in homosexuality and lesbianism, that lesbianism is, is a punishment. It's passions given because they know the truth and suppress the truth. And what has God done? For this reason, God has, has given them up to dishonorable passions. For women exchange natural relationship for those who that are contrary to nature. And then likewise. So homosexuality is not an inborn or something that someone was born with. It is a result of seeing that progression that you're talking because you're not hearkening to, to the truth of God. God is giving you away. It's a result, a result of disobedience. In other words, here is the anatomy of homosexuality and lesbianism. Just wanted to make that comment. Yeah, no, and I think that's a great sin to avoid. And uh, we can justify it. Listen, I, I posted this morning in um, Getting in the Word as I studied the scriptures, and I, I typically I, I try to wake up and read the Word and, and allow the Lord to, first thing in the morning, give, give me something that would encourage me and challenge me as I, as I continue on in my day. And, and, I, and, I, and I stated the fact that we, in reality, we all stumble. We all sin. We all fall short. We all make mistakes. But as children of God, when we do, we are reproved by our Father who loves us and cares for us. He who spares the rod spares the child, the Scripture says. And he's, he's even made it clear in Revelation 3, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. So that, 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 that same idea here is that these are, these are sins. We can't justify these lifestyles. We can't justify, as you said, that which is God literally giving over to man the desires of their heart, which is, is sinful passions. And so for us, we need to be the reminder as believers, we don't hate homosexuals. We don't hate those in the LGBT community. We don't hate any of those people. But we, we, we're not going to approve that which God calls sin and make it non-sin. That, that would be uh, a, 
an activity by which would bring dishonor to God. And so great point, Gideon, great uh, example of a sin uh, to avoid, and that is the sin of homosexuality. It is a sin, and, and it will always be a sin, and, and it, will not be, it will not end well for those who not only uh, participate in those things, but as the text says, but also in the very last verse, give hearty approval to those who practice them. So it, 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 we are certainly in a day in which we are being transformed by the renewing of our mind. And many are being transformed by the distortion of their mind. They have bought a lie by the father of lies. And we need to be very clear on what sin is and what sin is not. And that's why I believe the beginning element by which we, as we read the text of God's Word, is to specify sins to avoid. Because until we admit this is a sin, then we would never avoid it because of the desires and the pleasures of our wicked heart. So, great point, Gideon. Thank you for that. And uh, preach well on that. That's a um, that's a, a relevant topic for our day and certainly one that's needed um, in, in our culture. So, anybody else uh, got anything they want to add? Romans chapter 1, anything you see in there, sins to avoid, promises to keep, examples to follow. Go ahead, Rod. Hey, good morning, Pastor. Good morning, um, my friend. How are you doing today? Good, great, great. Hope you're doing well. I'm living um, the dream. <laughs> there you go. The thing that really stuck out to me, um, being uh, a recovering alcoholic, um, was uh, <clears throat> you know uh, things to remember is uh, verse eleven. For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift, to the end ye may be established. That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purpose to come unto you, but I was left uh, here too, that I may always have some fruit among you even as among other Gentiles. So, I mean, that speaks to me as if, you know, God kind of gave me the, the Holy Spirit. And the more for me that I get to know him, the more he uh, gets to know me. Um, and I can see the fruits um, from me turning away from that lifestyle, um, working in this life. Amen. Yeah, and and and, and I'll say this just to clarify, and I, and I know it's probably an oversight, but God knows you totally. God knows every hair on your head. And so as we get to know God, God knows us from, from beginning of creation, right? So that's the beauty of, of being a child of God is that even before the foundations of the world, he knew you, Rod. He knew what you would do, and he knew how he would draw you out of that. And, and so as we get to know God more, um, we continue to grow closer and closer because we realize how much he truly cares, how much he really and truly loves us. And as you said, as a believer, we are sealed in with the Spirit of, of, the, Holy, with the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And it's no longer I who lives, no longer you who lives, but Rod Christ who lives in you, right? That's what Paul said in Galatians 2.20. And uh, it's such a beautiful picture of, of, of being a child of God and dwelt with the Spirit of God and not walking in the flesh, but walking in the Spirit. And that's why Paul reminds us, don't walk in the flesh, but in the Spirit, for they are in opposition to one another. But many times we do, right? We do sometimes walk in the flesh, and we, we suppress the truth, and we suppress the Spirit of God in us so that we can accomplish that which our flesh desires. And so I think that's the, the idea of what I posted this morning is that we need to be an advocate. We need to be zealous toward repentance um, because he says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And as a child of God and dwelt with the Spirit of God, we certainly um, and can be be utilized not only um, the spirit transforming our lives, 
but we have been given a spiritual gift for the edification of the body of Christ. And to utilize those gifts that God has given us for His glory is such an important aspect of the Christian walk. So thank you, Rod. That's a great point um, for which you brought up. Yeah, thank you. Anybody else? You. Yeah, man. Anybody else this morning? Um, I, I, I have another yeah. one. Go ahead, share. <clears throat> okay, I love it where he encourages. He says, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow, by God's will, I may now at last succeed in coming to you. I love the part that he's always praying for his people, the people that he loves, people that he's coming. And that, to me, is the um, an example to follow, how... We can all pray for each other no matter what part of the world we're in or anything. We can always be praying for our spiritual growth for each other, for just, you know, everything. I just love that part. Oh, that's a great, great insight. Um, one that I think is certainly an encouragement and, uh, and an example to follow, as you said. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, he's encouraging them to not only pray, but he's also encouraging them in their good deeds. Um, that's, you know, always, uh, we, we need that, don't we? Um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not the, I, I am, my wife will tell you, I'm not the best, um, confirmer. I, I would rather just sit still and be quiet, not say anything to anybody. And, uh, for me to, to give somebody a pat on the back is certainly not in line with my my character, although I am called to encourage people, it certainly is a work for me, but I, I, he is an example to follow by which he is encouraging them in the work that they're doing and, uh, and that the faith that they have is being what? Proclaimed throughout the whole world. And so he's encouraged by it. And he's encouraging them in the work they're doing. And he's also, you know, an example to follow by which we should pray consistently for one another uh, that are in the faith. So thank you, Cher. Great, great insight, friend. Anybody else? Pastor, I just wanted to yeah, go share ahead, about the, the, the humility of Paul as a theologian, but also as a man of God, that he is going to this church in Rome. There are these misunderstandings between the Jews and the Greeks. And he, in verse number 12, he talks about them mutually being encouraged, mutually sharing the gifts. Paul is, is a great theologian, but he's so humble going to this church. Apparently, they haven't understood the gospel. That's why he's writing the whole book about the gospel. But he's looking forward to be encouraged. I think that's a personal application for me. The humility in a leader, a great leader, is, is a very good mark. It's a thing that we need to encourage. At times, there's, um, there's pride that comes with leadership. Uh, but Paul is, um, is portraying a picture of the meekness that was in his master, the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, to me, that's an, a point of application, that we remain humble as servants. We remain humble as brothers and sisters. No one is attended. Paul actually says, I, I press on. Amen. Yeah, great insight. Yeah, humility is hard. For anybody, for really anybody, including the leaders. Um, but it is something we have certainly been called to do, and Paul is a great example to follow in that. Thank you, Pastor Gideon. Um, you're welcome to raise your hand. What we are doing is uh, just evaluating Romans chapter 1, and we are applying what we call the acronym of SPECS. What sins are there to avoid? Promises to keep. Examples to follow. Commands to obey and oh, scriptures to memorize. Um, go ahead, uh, Linda, and then Grace One next. Go ahead, Linda. Make sure you unmute your mic. Linda, are you with us? 
Okay. Maybe some technical difficulties. All right, go ahead, Grace. Let's uh, unmute you here. Go ahead, Grace. Good morning, Pastor Guthrie. Ms. Good morning. Jennifer. How are you? Hi there. I'm good. Wonderful. So I love um, verse uh, Romans one twenty. It says, mm. for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and the divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. I love that because when we look at that verse, I personally feel like even though today his physical transparency we can't see, but through the gospel and through salvation, it's it's inherently there for us to be a light to other people as believers. And there is no excuse for Christ not to be seen. So even in his non-physical transparency, he becomes so transparent to others if we're living our life right. So that's the verse that reaches out to me. Great. Yeah, thank you. That's a good one. Yes, I'm always reminded of of that in how uh, in John chapter 13, one of the ways we experience that is by the love we have for one another. And he says, they will know. that you are truly my disciples by the way you love one another. And, um, and so that is this beautiful, this is, you know, we would call this common grace. Now we've worked through, we've been working through the doctrine of salvation for several weeks. And, and we talked about early on the idea of common grace. And this is a common grace by which God has established to both believer and unbeliever, the righteous and the wicked are both aware. They are without excuse. Why? Because God has made it evident to them from the very beginning of time, from since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been what? Clearly seen. Not They're not, you know, hazy. They're, they're not through this foggy window. No, no, no. It's clear. It's very clear. You go outside and and everything screams a creator. The heavens declare the glory of God. And being understood through what has been made, they are without excuse. So this is an act of God's common grace onto humanity. And if we will respond even to the slightest revelation that has been given to us, which is his general revelation. You have special revelation and you have general revelation. General revelation is that which has been created. The the heavens declare the glory of God. Uh, What we see here, um, that, that, that things are understood through what has been made, the human body, the DNA makeup, the, the intricate aspect of how your heart beats in your chest, all declare that God is creator, sovereign, and in control. And uh, that's the beauty of what I think we see here as, a, as um, God has certainly shown us this. I think this is a great scripture to memorize for our own sake but also for the sake of others so that we can be reminded that God's common grace to humanity has been great. And if we'll respond to that general revelation, he will bring and reveal more truth, which will lead us to the understanding and the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ so that we might be saved. So if you're here this morning and you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ as the only way to salvation, that you've broken the law of God, you've sinned, and there is a separation between you and God, Jesus Christ became that access by which now you can access God, but it's only through Jesus Christ. And he has revealed his general revelation, but he has also given his special revelation, his word by which we can see his glory. So thank you, Grace. Great, great point. Anybody else this morning? Um, Linda, were you uh, available now? Did you, were you able to get through? I know you were muted, but uh, we wanted to give you that chance to talk if you wanted to add something. Anybody else? Okay. Well, guys, I pray that this was a blessing for you this morning. We were able to work through Romans 
1, chapter 1, and uh, we were got some great insight from you guys. So thank you all for your input. Thank you. As we work through, we, we hope that you'll read prior to uh, – th- th- this is the hope, that you will take the time. And as we get together on Tuesday, I, I don't want this to be a me thing. I want this to be a you thing, but I, I need us to be very intentional here. Because what I don't want to do is get lost in the weeds. I, I want the Word of God to penetrate and apply to our lives. And so next week as we meet on Tuesday morning, I pray that you'll read chapter 2 on your own. Um, and that even between now and then, you'll start applying these aspects, sins to avoid, promises to keep, examples to follow, uh, commands to obey, and Scripture to memorize. And so when we come on Tuesday, um, I, I want to see everybody's hands up because that tells me you've been engaged in the text and you are working on this yourself and and we are just an overflow of what's happening in our daily lives. That's the intention of this is to provoke the, the, the reading of God's Word for you in your own personal life and this gives you an avenue by which you can apply the Word of God to your life by simply applying the specs. So God bless you guys. Love you. Thank you for being with us this morning. Father, I thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you that you are a good God. Indeed, you are an amazing God, and you have provided your way. You have given us everything pertaining to life and to godliness, and you have certainly made known before even the creation of the world, you, you have began to prepare for yourselves to be yourself to be revealed through the general revelation that you applied. You have shown us promises to keep. You've shown us sins to avoid. You've shown us examples to follow and commands to obey and even Scripture to memorize. So help us to be faithful in that this week as we go about our way. And uh, God, would you bless each one here, use them in a mighty way to be a proclaimer of the good news of Jesus Christ, for it is the power unto salvation to those who believe even to the Greek and the Jew. We love you, Lord, and we thank you, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been Getting in the Word with Pastor Stuart Guthrie. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast, and be sure to visit us online at familybiblefellowship.org. And come see us in person on Sundays at 11 a.m.